Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency into a divine feminine state of love, harmony, abundance, and joy. On Women Waken, we begin to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth to the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has experienced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's Identify and Heal solo episode, we're moving on to sword number four. Sword four from the Eight of Swords in Tarot. I'm making this a whole series about the swords that we place in our lives, the self-imposed entrapments that we have. And sword number four is the sword of comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy, is a quote that I love. And it's very true. And especially in this day and age, we have an opportunity to compare ourselves to others every second of every day. It can be one of our greatest challenges to release looking around at what everyone else is doing and what they have and just look to ourselves and find our own true value, gifts, and brilliance, which is what I want to inspire for all of you. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Whitney here with an Identify and Heal solo episode. The next episode in my series I'm doing on The Eight of Swords. The Eight of Swords is a card from Tarot, and I'm calling it the Eight Swords of Self-Entrapment, the various swords of false beliefs, of tendencies that we believe keeps us stuck and unable to truly pursue our dreams, our path in life towards success, towards happiness, towards love, towards joy, the things that we encase ourselves within because we hold so true to the belief that they are real, but they're not real. We're not really entrapped. This is a self-imposed prison, everybody. And I don't know if you all could hear it, but in the intro, there was a police car going by just as I was recording it with its siren on. And so it was like, it was the sirens were going. And I feel like it's, it's no coincidence. It's saying like, this is really y'all. It's an emergency. Like the, it's go time. It's February now. I'm recording this on February 1st. This energy for this year is wild. I don't know how you all felt about January, but I could already feel, I was realizing last night, I thought this year is different. (laughs) Like this year is hitting different. You know what I'm saying? Does anybody else agree? Can I see a show of hands? Gosh, I wish I could see you all. I would love to be in a big crowd together and connecting with one another, but you're all out there in the ethers all over the world. And I'm very curious how you all like 2024 so far, what did you think of January? Feel free to reach out to me via email or through Instagram. I want to start a community. I'm going to start holding women's groups every Wednesday on Zoom at 7 p.m. Eastern time. If you are interested, please reach out to me. That would be so wonderful. We could get together and talk about all this. My point is the sirens went by for a reason. It's go time. 
This is reaching fever pitch levels of needing to release these eight of swords so we can get on with our lives, so we can dispel these myths about ourselves that we've decided are true, that we've decided are keeping us from being able to reach our full potential to move on to our true soul's path. None of it is true. We can release it with love. It is time. The sword for today. Sword number four, the sword of comparison. Now this one hits hard, yet it also is maybe the easiest one to let go of because it's not so much something that really lives inside of us. Now, feel free to argue. You might not agree. But when I think about self-doubt and fear of judgment and not knowing our own worth and value, that's really woven within our inner being. It feels deeper. Yet comparison is really more of an outgrowth of those seeds of self-doubt, of fear of judgment. Comparison is the action that we take because of those things. Yet I still consider it one of our limiting swords because we use it. We use comparison as a reason why we can't do the things we want to do, why we're not good enough. And we use comparison as a reason to confirm our fears of not being of value, of not being of worth, of not wanting to be judged because we look around at other people and we say, oh my gosh, everybody loves them. They're so successful. They're so happy. I can't be like that. People would laugh at me if I tried to do something. People will never care about me that much, so I'm not going to do it. So we use it as an excuse to validate the other swords. Yet that one, let's just go ahead and yank it out and toss it. Because again, I'm telling you guys, this year is the time for change. The things that have been challenging for you, maybe for years, maybe for a decade, maybe for multiple decades at this point in your life are going to be easier now. Pulling that sword out in 2024 is going to be real different than it would have been if you tried to pull it out in 2015, even 2020, because you're ready. You're ready to be done. You're ready to be done with the things that have held you back. You're ready to be done with the things that don't serve you. You're ready to let go of these things that in a way we form a dependency on because we've learned to live within that energy of, as I've spoken to on other episodes, that sort of Eeyore energy of, wah, wah, I knew it. This was never going to happen for me. We're over it. It's such old news. That yearning from our soul that wants us to step into our full power, that wants us to acknowledge our true divine feminine gifts and essence is so ready to go that it's going to really assist you in releasing these things. With that said, comparison is still a bitch because it's everywhere, right? It's sort of like trying not to judge other people. I mentioned that when we did the judgment episode, right? The best way to stop fearing other people's judgment is to stop judging others yourself, right? To notice when you're judging people and let that go because don't contribute to what you don't want to receive. If you don't want to receive it, then don't give it away because what you give away, boomerang comes right back at you. Yet you walk around the world for a day and you're going to notice quite a few judgments run through your mind. Yet as I've spoken to, it's not about that it doesn't happen, that you never do it. The path to extinguishing behaviors is to see it, you identify it, you notice it, you shift it, you rework it, you adjust it. 
you say, okay, I thought that what they said was kind of odd, but I respect them. I have, it's no problem with it. Some judgment's coming up, but I'm releasing that and I'm honoring whatever they're feeling to express themselves in this moment. The same is going to go with comparison. Okay. It's a tendency. It's a tendency. Just like judging others and judging ourselves, just like having automatic thoughts of self-doubt, it's a tendency. But this one, again, it's I feel like it's a little bit easier because we have to actively choose to continue it, to engage with it, right? Let's say you go to the gym. I just joined a gym here. I'm so excited. I have not gone to the gym in years. Before the pandemic, I would go to a lot of classes. I love spin classes and kickboxing classes and dance classes. But an actual gym membership, I have not had in days. And it feels really good. I had no desire to go to the gym the past few years. I was so attuned. As soon as COVID hit, I loved just getting out and being in nature and hiking and walking. And that's all I wanted to do. I've done yoga. I've danced for exercise, all that. But I hadn't really done much real strength work or workouts. And man, am I loving it. I didn't think I would, but I am there every day. Maybe somebody else is feeling that energy too. Maybe 2024 is also where we get back into our bodies a little bit by working with them more. I don't know. We'd love to hear from you all. My point is, you probably know what I'm getting at. The gym is a great place to spend the whole time comparing yourself, right? You walk and you're like, oh my gosh, look at that. Look at her body. She's perfect. Oh my gosh. Look at that. Look at this. Wow. I don't think my body could ever look like that. How is that even possible? These thoughts can come about, right? We're very visceral beings. We're very attuned to the physical. So when people look a certain way, our, it catches our eye. Yet rather than having developed a practice of just appreciating what we see, I mean, I'm not saying we don't appreciate bodies that we see, but usually it's more, and especially for often for same sex, it goes into the comparison, right? So if it's somebody that you feel is, has a, a somewhat similar body to you, it can be the idea of, oh, that's better than mine, right? But then we can even do the opposite comparison to try and make ourselves better where we say, okay, that my body is better than that. I'm not saying this is what everybody does. I know a lot of us do it. I've done it a lot in my life where you try to compare to make yourself feel better. But really, it, it, for me at least, the, it was just almost like this sort of mental accountant, right? Like being like trying to account, okay, well, if, if this is, if I'm better than this, but less than this, then okay, I'm about average. Just like you're trying to do these mental mathematics to try and validate yourself and feel good enough. And I did that most of my life. Now I have realized, as I've spoken to before, with the work I've done, that fuel inside of me, the fuel of fear that would tell me because that person's body is so great, because they look so great, they're better than you. They're happier than you. More people like them than you. That's how my mind would work. And I speak to this because I know I'm not alone. And that's why I consider this a sword of self-imprisonment because we look around the world as if we're looking for a reason to discount ourselves. We're looking to find somebody that are, again, with the mental mathematics, we decide oh, their value is higher. They're better than me. Their life is better. Their relationship is better. The way, why they, the way they look is better. So I lose. They win. I feel like shit about myself. 
Now times that by 100 and think about why so many of us feel like shit about ourselves because we get so many opportunities to compare ourselves. And as I spoke to in the intro, now, today, not only is it when we walk outside our house, but it's when we get on any of our electronics. We get on our laptop, we get on our cell phone, we look at the TV. There's so many things. We look at these celebrities and we think, my gosh, they're like this ethereal being. They're so gorgeous. Like, whoa, what must it be like to be that beautiful? Their life must be so wonderful. Or we're on our Instagram and we people are able to curate their lives and make it look so incredible. And I actually was just, when I was at the gym <laughs> yesterday, I usually don't watch the news too much, but CNN was on and they were interviewing Mark Zuckerberg because he actually has a lawsuit being filed against him because of the new research that's coming out that's showing the detrimental effects of social media on kids and teenagers, that it's causing higher levels of depression and suicidality. The argument is that there's no conclusive evidence and it is you know, a bit of a toss up in some ways. Social media is shown to be beneficial because it connects people, makes them less lonely, yet really the research more shows so shows that it makes people more lonely because they feel like they're missing out or they compare themselves. So you can see why comparison is such a hot issue right now because, again, we have a thousand opportunities to compare ourselves in the day, and it is just like this cutting yourself down, right? It's like if you can – if you – Think of like walking out of the house in the morning and you're at your battery is at 100, like 100% self-worth, which unfortunately most of us don't have. So let's be more realistic and say, where where is a typical person's self-esteem? I don't know. I hate to be a pessimist, but I feel that most, a lot of people nowadays don't have a ton of esteem. There's, there's some of us, and I hope you listening do, and I hope it's grown, and I know mine has. Mine used to be probably at like a, like a resting like 30% maybe back in my 20s. Now I would say it's like a, a seven. Uh, maybe it's even like 80, 90, I would say, because I feel pre- pretty decent about myself. It takes a little bit more to cut me down. My point is, imagine walking out the door. You're at 80%. You're feeling good. You're feeling grateful. You're in the attitude and the energy of gratitude. Nothing more powerful than that. I'm so grateful. I woke up this morning healthy, happy. I got to sleep. I have food. I have shelter. I have my loved ones. I have a job that provides me with the means to live my life. I have friends. I have exciting things happening. I am so grateful. And we walk out the door and then something happens. Maybe we pull out of our driveway and we almost hit a car and they scream at us and say, F you. And we say, oh gosh, like we either say, oh no, what did I do? Or we get angry at them and it takes us down a little bit. We're like, oh, that was stressful. And like, did I do something wrong? Going out in the world is not always an easy feat. And more things can happen for us to compare ourselves, right? Then let's say we go into work and somebody gets accolades for doing a really good job on a certain project and you wonder, why didn't I get that kind of feedback? Why am I not being honored for the hard work I've done? I work so hard here. And so we compare ourselves and we say, well, that person's doing great. I didn't get it. I'm painting like a darker picture. I hope that your typical days are not like this. But of course, I have to use examples of when comparison does show up. And I know you guys know, realize that it does. And I know you guys experience it. Because again, even if it's just this little nagging in your head, like self-doubt or like questioning our worth, it's important to be aware of. 
So maybe even play that game. Like see, okay, walk out your house tomorrow morning and say, all right, I'm at 100. I'm at 100 today. I feel so charged. I feel so in gratitude. I'm so feeling jazzed and excited about life. And see if you maintain 100. And if you don't, check what it is. Was there some comparison in there? Was there something that kind of hit you and you really felt, you know, kind of kicked in the gut about something that made you feel like, dang, wow, I, that, was, that was really tough. I really felt envious of this person. I felt inferior to this person. I felt like I really should have received what somebody else had or I wish I had it. Just see if that kind of comes into play. I, I don't know if I spoke about this before, but you can think of each sort. Now I'm kind of big into like this thermometer, thermometer kind of like battery packed analogy. But think of each sword as being a thermometer in terms of some of them are going to be super heated for you, right? Like maybe this the sword of self-doubt is like your biggest one. Like it's at 100 in terms of how much it's just dug right in there, right? It weighs 100 pounds. It's really hard to pull out. But maybe comparison for you at this point in your life is more like a 20, a 20-pound 20 sword that's kind of easy to lift out. Just kind of explore with all these episodes that I'm doing. But bringing it back, most of us, even if it's not our biggest challenge, will probably have incidences of comparison throughout our day. And it's not about not having the thought or having the inkling to compare. It's about not entertaining it, right? Because that's when change happens. There's the phrase that says, when nothing changes, nothing changes, if we keep doing what we've always been doing, we're going to keep getting what we've always gotten, all those nice little turn of phrases that people use. And it's true. If we actually want to break a habit, we have to act in a way that is not supporting it, confirming it, continuing it. So we learn that when we have that inkling to compare ourselves to somebody else, when we get that quick flash of, oh gosh, like they're really taking off. They're doing so well. I don't know that I'll ever have that success. How do they do all that? That we stop and we take a breath and we pull back in and we say, let's try to connect again with that gratitude. Maybe it feels like they are way ahead of me, leaps and bounds ahead of me in the path that I'm trying to pursue, work-wise, spiritual-wise, whatever it might be. Yet, does that mean I don't have anything going for me? That I don't have my own steps towards my path of success? No, all it means is that you're on a different path and your path doesn't look like that person's and your story has been different and you're a different soul with your own unique light that you're bringing. We compare ourselves to people as if we're all the same. And of course, we're all one, but that's not the same thing. We can all be one, but be a different expression of the one, which is really what we're doing here. So we're never meant to be completely equal in terms of all being expressed the same way. We're not meant to all have the same lives. And that's really where we go wrong in our society and what keeps so many of us down and devastated and destitute is that we say, my life should look like this. It should look like theirs. And I should have the house and the kids and the car and the job and the vacations and the clothes and the respect and the accolades. Whew, right? That's a lot to try to keep up with, right? That's why the term keeping up with the Joneses was identified because it was becoming evident as we created this very 
consumerist society that we were basing life all about what we obtained. So it was really easy to look over in someone else's yard and say, oh shit, the Joneses just got a brand new car and a pool. Dang, they just jumped up a few rungs on the ladder. What are we gonna do to keep up with them? <laughs> so it's a, it's an old tale, right, in our society. And we're not, th those of us who are seeking spiritual enlightenment and growth are not the only ones that experience it, yet we are ones who are doing something about it. Some people delight in comparison. They say, hey, it keeps me going. It keeps me motivated. But the question is for what? Why would you want to be driven by a need to catch up with what someone else is doing? Just a question. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Maybe you agree with that. Maybe you compare yourself to others to inspire and motivate yourself towards what you want. But that's a little bit different. I actually heard once that envy is a natural emotion and it's when you see someone else doing something. Let's see I see let's say I see somebody who took their podcast to a certain level and was able to create successful community around it and doing all these beautiful wonderful things and able to travel the world with their work that they're doing, which is what I would love to do. And I say, "Wow, they're doing it. That's amazing that they're doing it, and I'm going to do that too in my own way, on my own time." but they're inspiring me. I'm envious and that envy can just mean a longing to experience something similar to what someone else is experiencing. And that is more aligned with inspiration. And they, what I read was that envy was natural in the way I just described, but that jealousy becomes unhealthy because jealous is more so describing when you want exactly what someone else has. You don't want your own version. You don't want your own path down success. You want their success. And we have probably all known that horrific feeling of jealousy where you feel this deep injustice that why couldn't that have happened for me? How did they get all the luck? Everything works out for them. They have so much and I feel like I have nothing and I'll never have that. I'll never be just like them. I remember feeling that way a lot when I was younger with like celebrities. And I was like, I just want to be them. Can I, can I switch out somehow? Like, I don't want this life. I want theirs. <laughs> it looks so great. And that, that leads to another problem in our society is how much we revere celebrities. And, and I'm not knocking them. They're hard workers. They're successful for a reason. They're very talented. Yet it does create this means of we're down here and they're up there in all their glory. And we yearn to be them. I think a lot of people yearn to be someone famous rather than just be inspired to do it their own. I'm not saying that people who are more on the side of envy and just inspired by celebrities doesn't exist. It does, but I think a lot of the time, majority of the time, it's people who feel more of a jealousy of like they wish they could embody that exactly. Just a little tangent, just a little food for thought. We want to claim and embrace more so a sense of being in that place of being able to see someone's talent, accomplishment, success, and say, I bless them, I'm so happy for them, and I am so excited for my own unique experience of success. Practice that. It's 444 right now. I'm just saying that. Beautiful. It's confirmation. It's saying, yes, yes, that's what's going to keep you more stable in yourself. To me, fours are always about stability, right? A four legs, a stool, or a table, right? You're stable. You're a stable table. <laughs> and you want to start validating that exactly where you are is fine and that you 
will blossom in your own time. That's another quote I like. Actually, it's right here on my quote book. I've probably read this to you. Just like the butterfly, I too will awaken in my own time. You will spread your wings and have your moment to express yourself in your own time, in your own way. May we release jealousy. May we embrace being inspired by others that help us towards spreading our wings. So that's how I see comparison as holding us back. When we walk around the world, seeing other people as being better than, more valuable than, that other people matter more than us, it's easy to feel defeated. And I said, I've come a long way, but it still gets to me. And I, I think I shared this, but last year I had a real, real rough fall with it. Some, like a, a real downfall with that. It was a real rough, it must've been something in my astrology or something was going on where I just was dragged through the mud for like a good couple of weeks with just feeling like I'll never have what the other people have. I shouldn't even bother trying. This is so hard. I, what do I have to work with even? I don't have anything to work with because I don't have the things that other people have who are successful. And I really had to just bottom out with that. I had to hit rock bottom with that and just totally grieve it. And it was terrible. And as I talked about, that's when I was going to give everything up. And I thought, I, I just shouldn't even speak anymore. There's no point. And then I haven't felt that way since. And I think it's because I felt it so deeply, I got all the gunk out. And sure, I'm insecure still sometimes. And I listen to other people's shows and I'm like, oh, wow, they're so much more calm and eloquent when they talk. <laughs> and I worry about sounding like a spaz. But I'm learning to embrace that. I'm learning to embrace. And I actually saw the other day a beautiful oracle card that said, oh, what was the card? It was a dog. It was an oracle deck and it was the dog card of an animal oracle. And it said, your energy and enthusiasm lights up the world. And I thought, thank you. I needed to hear that because I have a lot of energy and enthusiasm. And I know I've been told many times in my life that it's annoying and that I'm a spaz, but I'm learning to embrace it because I'm realizing it might never die down because I'm 38 <laughs> and I'll probably be 98 and still getting all riled up and excited about things. But hey, we could use more excitement and enthusiasm. We could use a little more of everything. Whatever your little dash is, a little dash of spice that you've got, whatever that is for you. Maybe it's you've got a witty sense of humor or you're, you're very keen and intelligent and you can just throw out facts. Maybe you know how to be very still and silent and listen thoughtfully. I often talk to people who feel like they're very withdrawn and they don't really know how to be open or more extroverted. And I encourage them that that's such a beautiful gift. You're, you're a receiver. You're somebody that makes people feel comfortable and safe when others talk to them. So there's all different flavors of people and they're, it's delightful. Again, it's like a bunch of spices. We're creating this beautiful stew together. So we don't want to shut down our gifts, right? We can keep things in check if we feel like we're going overboard with something, because that usually comes from a, a fear of a deficit. But if it's what comes from you naturally, then it's your gift. It's something beautiful and wonderful about you. Own it. Embrace it. Even if, because I'm going to flip this one, just like I flipped the one about judgment, people compare themselves to you, whether you believe it or not. Just as I said, you go out in the world, you have a hundred interactions, a thousand interactions where you can compare yourself you're that person to other people. You've done something that people have found so impressive or so wonderful or so incredible that they've thought, wow, I wonder if I could ever do that, right? 
So remember that, that you have your own gifts and values and that you can act in a way that can inspire people. We can't control how other people receive things, right? If somebody out in the world sees you and feels bad because they feel like they don't have something you have, you can't control that. But what you can do is if somebody ever expresses that directly to you, you can respond with kindness and encouragement, right? Where you can say, oh, wow, thank you so much for that. And I've always liked this about you, or I've noticed that you're good at this, or I feel that you might be do really well with something. We can't control how other people receive us or receive what we say. And it's not our responsibility, right? What comes out of our mouth is our responsibility. If we say something hurtful, if we do something hurtful, if we walk around with this giant ego as if we're better than everyone, we might want to be aware. But I have a feeling that's not what you do if you're listening to this show. My point is I just wanted to flip this because everything has a reverse side. We feel judged. We're afraid of judge. Sometimes we judge people. We have a tendency to compare. It keeps us imprisoned, feeling afraid that we're not good enough. People compare themselves to us as well. More so, it's just motivation to realize that you have beautiful, beautiful things and people see it. There's not a soul in this world who isn't noticed. Sometimes we feel that way. We feel that we don't matter. That's one of the strongest core false beliefs. They're all strong. There's only a handful of them. That we're not lovable, that we're not worthy, that we don't matter, that there's something wrong with us, that we're not wanted. Those are sort of the main ones. There's more. But there's not too many. Everything kind of boils down to one of those. You do matter. You do matter. And you have gifts that are brilliant and wonderful. Every single human on this planet. So every single human on this planet, someone has seen that gift in you. Because we're all a part of the divine. And when we're in alignment with the divine, we see that beauty in everyone we see. Someone has seen the beauty in you. Keep that in mind when you compare yourself to somebody and say almost, you know, sort of like the namaste, like, wow, I see the light in them. They look really hot in their outfit. They look great. I'm going to go compliment them because I wonder where they got that. Actually, that happened to me. Have you all heard of Fanka leggings? (laughs) It was one of those things on Instagram. I really, I'm not a, I'm not a big shopper, but I really love these leggings. They have, um, they're supposed to kind of help like circulation in your legs, which I have issues with, and also like help to smooth out stuff. Anyways, (laughs) so I got them. And also because I'd seen someone wearing them and it was like, what the heck is happening? Like their butt looks great in those (laughs) leggings. I want those. And so I got them and somebody complimented me and they said, wow, your butt looks great in those leggings. And I said, yeah, it's the leggings. And I told them what they were and we laughed about it. It was great. So we all have assets, no pun intended. Let's celebrate them with one another. No need to be jealous and feel like, I want that. That comes from fear. The I wanting is like the seething, fearful, snaky attitude, right? Of like, ooh, how can it be mine? Envy is just like, damn, that looks good. Where did they get those? I'm going to ask. So shift your comparison from jealousy into envy or inspiration. Or even just shared joy. Wow, I see the light in them. I see the light. They're doing so well. They're having a lot of success. I see the light in them and their accomplishments. And I also see the light in me as I walk my own path. 
Something easy like that, a little phrase that as I speak too often, just find your way to recalibrate, to return back to your center. Also, as I've said before, if you think of it, the definition of sin, as a lot of religions refer to it as, sin, which people consider as acting immorally, but really the true definition of sin, which is a Greek word, is to miss the mark. So it's not right. It's not wrong. It just means acting in a way that doesn't align with who you feel you truly are or who you truly want to be and embody. That's all it is. No real judgment, no fault. It's just recognizing, okay, all right. I was comparing myself the whole time I was at this party tonight. Now I come home and I feel like I just want to wash it off. I feel yucky. I feel like I abandoned myself a little bit in that moment. Because that is also what comparison can feel like. It's like we want to step outside of ourselves and say, oh, I'm stuck with this. I got this. What is this? I want that. If I had that, then I would feel good and I would be happy. And I bet I'd have a way better life. We want to treat ourselves which is much, with, a, with as much respect as we do a friend, as much kindness as we do a child, as much love as we do our beloved pets. We want to say, hey, you're amazing too. I love my own light. I love my own gifts. I love my own path. I honor theirs. Their path is beautiful as well. And we also have to remember that we don't always know what someone else is experiencing or how they feel or what their life is like. We make a lot of assumptions. That's a word that's strongly tied with comparison. We assume that somebody else must be so happy. We assume that somebody's life must be so much easier or so much better because of X, Y, or Z. We cannot know that. So we release that. We release the comparison. We release looking all around. I used to live my life that way and it was exhausting and it was maddening. I literally was constantly scanning my surroundings to see, is that person prettier than me? Are more people talking to her? Is that person funnier? Is that person cooler? Is that person this, that? It was so exhausting. It was so exhausting. But it was almost, it, because I'd been so bullied and felt so rejected, I had such deep trauma, it was just a complete trauma response and survival response that somewhere inside of me, it felt you have to make sure that everybody thinks the best of you so you don't ever get hurt again. But I realized that you cannot control your surroundings and you can't always decide that you come out on top. I had to make peace with being okay with beautiful people who got a lot of attention and successful people that were doing great and getting a lot of confirmation and affirmation. I had to learn to love myself and give myself what I was seeking incessantly from others and from my surroundings. It's no way to live. So we release comparison. And just like all of you, I'm sure you've all have come a long way on this path through this journey. If you struggle with comparison, give yourself credit that if you look back a few years or 10 years or more, you're probably doing it a lot less 
and it's probably a lot, not as deep as it was, right? Not as convincing. There was probably a time in your life where you never tried to affirm to yourself that there's no need to compare. You probably just did it freely, maybe like I did. Now you're identifying it. Now you're learning to reframe it, to shift the idea, the concept, know your own value and worth, hold your own gratitude in your heart for exactly who you are and how your life is, bless their life, bless your own life, offer compliments, offer acknowledgement if you feel called, but also give yourself that same credit and validation because you deserve it. I want to offer a few quotes. I've shared about this quote, book of quotes that I started collecting when I began my very long journey of self-love and acceptance. And I had a whole section on jealousy and envy and comparison because like I said, once I realized that I operated in life like the freaking Terminator, just scanning every situation for where I was worse than everybody else, (laughs) I had to learn to end that. So here are some of my favorite quotes. There's more out there, but these are the ones that I found in this book that I liked. Jealousy is a disease. Love is a healthy condition. The immature mind often mistakes one for the other or assumes that the greater the love, the greater the jealousy. In fact, they're almost incompatible. One emotion hardly leaves room for the other. Both are at once both at once can produce unbearable turmoil. So it's kind of that idea that when we're, when we're in a place of jealousy, we're not in a place of love. We're not acknowledging the light in the other in ourselves. We're just seeing with, again, like I said, that seething kind of, oh, why? Why can't I have that? Shift from jealousy into love. Shift com- from comparison into love. Always return back to love. That was my point about men- mentioning sin, right? The idea of missing the mark. When you see yourself... I'm not saying it's a sin, but if you just feel like you're missing the mark by comparing yourself, then just pull yourself back to your center. Another quote, jealousy lives upon doubts. It becomes madness or ceases entirely as soon as we pass from doubt to certainty. So that kind of ties into the idea that jealousy only lives when we have deep doubts about our value and worth. As we build that core of self-worth and value, jealousy dissipates, ceases entirely, As this quote says, as soon as we pass from doubt to certainty that we are worthy. Here's another one that I enjoy. I think it's powerful. Jealousy is a tiger that tears not only its prey, but also its own raging heart, which is the idea that when we compare ourselves to another, we're really only tearing down and hurting ourselves each time. (laughs) Here's another great one. Jealousy is the only vice that gives no pleasure. And that's so true, unless we talk about the addiction to being in that bog of self-pity. Because when you walk around being jealous of, oh, woe is me, everybody has everything they want and I have nothing, that can, it's a, a sort of a, a pleasure that we might not realize, but we're taking pleasure in it. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. Jealousy is the tie that binds and binds and binds. Oh, perfect. Because that's related to the Eight of Swords, right? We're bound by comparison, by being jealous of others and comparing ourselves to others. We bind ourselves and lock ourselves away and don't let our gifts come out. Take off that binding. It's time. Pull that sword out of the ground. 
Jealousy is the art of collecting and counting the other fellow's blessings instead of your own. That essentially echoes what I've been saying. Envy is a symptom of lack of appreciation of our own uniqueness and self-worth. Each of us has something to give that no one else has. Your light, your light, your gift, it's there. It truly is there. Time to count that. And I love this one. We'll end with this one because I remember reading this and it felt so powerful. Jealousy eats nothing but its own heart. So when we're in that energy of comparison, we're just eating away at ourselves. We're just tearing ourselves down. And there's no need to do it. It's self-perpetuated. It truly is a self-entrapment of this belief that we are not as good. Okay, I'll add a few more. Jealousy is an insult to oneself. Jealousy is ever joined with the comparing of a man's self. And when there is no comparison, there is no envy. Oh, perfect. I didn't even mention comparison. Okay, I think I'll stop there. I hope that was helpful. We're at sword number four, comparison. I hope maybe you've taken some time to do a little artwork or some kind of creative project around these swords to write out, kind of explore how how prevalent are they to you? How present are they in your life? How much a part do they play in your self-entrapment? And hey, I hope that some of you aren't feeling trapped at all. And I'm really hoping that all of us feel like we've freed ourselves by the end of 2024. Yeah, right now, it's February, round two. I wish you all the most beautiful month, the most fantastic day whenever you're listening to this. I hope this was helpful. Have an amazing day. Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.